Hey, Dougie. Hey, Kevin. Bet you I could lift more gold bars than you. I don't know. I've been working out. Ooh, I have not been. All right, let's give it a shot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with with one All in right. each hand. One in each hand. Ooh, you're going do, for the double. Double okay, gold. Just do just do the classic curls, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. These Good things job. are heavy. Oh yeah. These things are heavy. But I got I, I got it done. I got it done. We have about twenty seven pounds a piece. Yeah. 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 Well. Huh? That's uh, it's about six pounds shy of a box of welding wire. There you go. It's there's always things that you can relate to as far as weight goes. So you think of that as being a uh, uh, a box of uh, what, what did you say? Welding wire. Welding wire. And I think of uh, fourteen big boxes of pop tarts. <laughs> Okay, I, yeah. I that actually sounds better than we, mine. We can, you can relate to things that way. I right, always Dougie, try to think of something. Let's see what you got. Yeah. I got it. How'd you do? Good. Good. Okay. I mean, uh, there was a little bit of a struggle, but not not too bad. Twenty-seven pounds in each hand. All right, I'm gonna go for two in each hand. Okay. Nope, nope, that ain't happening, Dougie. Okay, okay. all right, okay. I didn't quite get there. All right, how are you doing? Okay. You got, you got two. Uh, yeah. Uh, my left hand can, but my right hand can't. Well, uh, how many do you think you could lift if you put it in your backpack? Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good along idea. with all your other stuff you already yeah, have yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, all right, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, how about uh, uh 10? 270 10? pounds. 270 pounds. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, not happening. Not happening. Just a minute. I gotta go get my wheelbarrow. <laughs> All right, listen. Can you do? Can you do ten in your backpack, Dougie? No, I don't think so. Well, I could, maybe, if I had help getting it on. But okay, I don't believe okay. I could walk. Well, isn't how about that kind we... of the idea? If you wait, is that a dolly, Dougie? Do you have a dolly to put these on? I got a double dolly. <laughs> no, no, you just have one. Just say you have one. <laughs> I have one. Wait, Dougie, I have a dolly. I have a dolly too. <laughs> Does that mean we have a double dolly? We do. <laughs> oh, Should we get to the show? I think we better because nobody <laughs> understands what we're doing. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I got to put you down? And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Films that inspire hope. I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that I'm take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when 
you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? Classic intro by you and me, Dougie. <laughs> um, that's one word for it. I think that might have been one of our worst intros ever, except for uh, sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, since they're in close proximity to each other, we may be losing it. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Did, did you listen to that episode yet? No, I did not. I started to today, and then I got I got distracted. Oh, well, it's a good conversation, but that intro was not our strongest. Not, not, not a winner. It's not, not really. going to make the frothies for intros. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about an interesting movie tonight. I hate the fact that you're using that word, Dougie. I hate it already. <laughs> so, folks, we, Kevin and I have already talked about this movie a little bit. and Yeah, I, because I couldn't wait to, you, to hear your thoughts. I could not wait to record no, because, to hear your thoughts. Because, spoiler alert, Kevin loved this movie. Rude. He thought it was the best thing since peanut butter. Not not the movie peanut butter, but just actual <laughs> peanut butter. So, uh, and I had mixed motions about the movie. And at one point came down and thought, this movie's kind of silly, actually. Oh, you. There's just so many things about it. But I have to say... Over the course of the next week, I still don't know where I stand on the movie. So you're going to have to convince me on this. Okay. Well, it's going to be a good conversation. Uh, The the movie we are speaking of is Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Now, just for a pure reference point for the listeners, I automatically thought that you were going to rate this a five out of five because uh, your Twitter handle is the old man and duh brew. True. But it's not well, duh four. It's, <laughs> it's old man and duh brew. Oh, I see. The old uh, part got you. Yeah. yeah. Because and, this uh, is a story about Vietnam. <laughs> no, because is that what you're duh, saying? Duh. <laughs> duh. Duh. Uh, duh, duh. Okay. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how many iced teas you had tonight, Dougie? Um, <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. No. But I. To. to Did you seriously think I was going to love the movie? No. Oh, okay. I was. I was just very excited to hear your thoughts because I, as you spoiled the listeners, did. Sorry, love. listeners. You could never <laughs> have guessed that Kevin would love this movie. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> uh, I did love this movie, and as soon as I watched it, and I knew you were going to be watching it for the podcast, yes. and I, I couldn't tell where you were going to come down on it. Right. And uh, a uh, basic, basic plot synopsis. Five, well, four, four old Marines in their 70s now. Uh, come back to Vietnam for two reasons. One, when they were in Vietnam, they uh, found some gold on a CIA plane that uh, 
that they hid. This isn't a spoiler. That's in the preview. It's part of the plot. They come right. back to find some gold. The second part of the film, they hid it uh, intentionally so they could come back and get it. Exactly. Right. Um, the second reason they're back in Vietnam is to find the fifth blood. Uh, yeah. That's what they call them. They call themselves Bloods. The uh, five this, Bloods. The five Bloods. These this group of five soldiers in Vietnam, and one of their comrades died in the war and they buried him in the middle of the jungle. Uh, and so they're, they're coming back to Vietnam in their seventies to a find the gold B bring the fifth blood home. Yes. Uh, bring his body home. Yep. And, uh, and so that's the basic plot. And we follow these guys and there's a, uh, there's some money managers. Yeah. There's a French, there's a French connection. Oh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I, I got it. Uh, Jean Reno, who is one of my all-time favorite French actors, he is, uh, I automatically think of him as the professional, Leon. Yes. Uh, and you, Dougie, had a and different this was, reaction. This was sort of funny. I got, oh, Well, I thought it was funny. Our fans might as well. So when I saw this guy, I couldn't take him seriously for a long time. Because he is the uh, he is the officer assigned to the to uh, Inspector Clouseau on uh, the Pink Panther. <laughs> yes, and, in the Steve Martin remakes, yes. he plays Cato, yes. right? I, I don't think that's his name in in the retakes, but it, it remakes. But yeah, he's the basically the Cato to the okay, and 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 he's funny, and but I mean, he in those movies he's. He plays in some very funny pieces. He, his voice is always say, uh, his voice is always he's always the straight man in those gags. But, but when I saw him, I could not get that out of my mind. So it made it really <laughs> hard to think of him as being uh, some kind of a Frenchman who was able to arrange them to get the money from the gold if they could ship the gold off store and make all these arrangements because I thought he was only around to beat up Steve Martin. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I expected uh, I expected Steve Martin to pop out at any time and, and to say, <laughs> good one. <laughs> uh, I do like those movies. Uh, yes. I myself am a Peter Sellers fan, but the Peter uh, the Steve Sellers Martin remake. was a genius. Um, yeah, comedic the genius. Steve, the Steve Martin ones though are good. They're a lot. Oh, they're of fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to beat yeah, the original. So Jean Reno's in there. Uh, we get a brief appearance by uh, two ex cast members of Black Klansmen. Um, one of them being Paul Walter Hauser. Who? Well, that's right. Yeah. He was the guy who who played Richard Jewell, who yes, in, in he, a in a performance I thought was Academy worthy. Actually, it was. It, it was a wonderful. performance. It was amazing. He's in my mind a little wasted in this, maybe more than a little wasted. Actually, he seems a little silly to me. But oh, I don't. I wouldn't say silly, but I mean that part had to be maybe. Under, I mean, definitely underused because he's so talented. Yeah, or maybe uh, maybe that's the, more the, the part point. itself wasn't a silly part. It's not like he was there for. Well, he uh, wasn't comic relief. 
Right. Yeah, that makes it seem. But like... he also seemed pretty timid for a guy who, uh, whose job, whose uh, mission in the world was to remove uh, landmines. But uh, that might well, be being yeah. too hard on him. That's too. You're being way too hard on. Yeah, him. Yeah, you're being too hard on him. <laughs> no, I was just saying he was in the movie, and you're like he was silly. Your mom. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> um, the other black Klansman uh, repeat is a guy named Jasper Pakonen. He's a he's a Swiss or something descent, but he is another one of the bomb uh, the bomb finders. Oh right, right. So the, and the reason those guys are in there, he and this. Uh, do you remember the woman's name? Uh, Did yeah. You write down her name. Her actor's name, the actor. Yeah. Name? Oh, Melanie uh, Thierry, I think it is. I'm not sure. It's T H I E R R Y. In the in one of the Vietnamese towns, they uh, they're at a bar at, before they get to the jungle, and they yeah. meet this team of people who are there with a a group called Lamb. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if it's a real organization or not. Like, I actually think it is. I, I did not look it up, but I'm fairly certain it is. Well, we would be doing our readers injustice if we came prepared. But well, yeah. they're, we don't. Their part. Let's not get silly. <laughs> yeah, not like Paul Walter Hauser. No, uh, no, not like that. Not if like uh, that guy at all. There, it's a group there, and if it's not a real organization, there is an organization out there like that. But they basically go through old war zones and uh, disassemble mines. Yeah, they remove them exactly. And they're not military; they're a they're a nonprofit organization. Right. So that's where those guys come in. But yeah, the the story. Oh, and. Uh, and I guess the last bit of the plot that we need to give away uh, so as not to cover too much uh, too much spoilers, but uh, one of the gentleman's son, Surprise, shows up. Yeah. yeah. He was not invited on this trip. Uh, the dad he's, does not want him right, on this he's trip. He's kind of estranged from his dad for... Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but he is the uh, he is David the the son. Oh Paul. right. Well, I guess it's Paul's son. So it's there. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin is always giving things away. I Not know. like myself, who's really tight lipped about things and yes. never gives things away. <laughs> Though there are some who would dispute that. They'll be wrong. I know you haven't finished the episode yet, but there's a, a like a good one minute chunk where I bleep out eighty five percent of what you say because you give away a huge spoiler. So there may be on occasion. Uh, 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 but any anyway. That's what the movie's about. It's about this brotherhood, these guys who were in the Marines together, who fought and bled together, who have come back to get the gold and their their brother back. Yeah, they're going to find their fallen comrade, who was uh, an 
just an integral part of that group. He was the glue that held them together. Yes, and, he was the leader. And in fact, probably Storm and Norman is what they call him. I don't know mm-hmm. that we ever hear his last name, uh, but he he was the he was the leader, um, and he probably got them through Vietnam. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he didn't make it, mm-hmm. because uh. he. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding! I wasn't gonna give it away. Um. Okay, so let's start off with Delroy Lindo. Um. Yes, played Paul. He plays Paul, and he, uh, aside from Spike Lee himself, is the star of this film. Yeah. Uh, not. Not always or necessarily the hero, but he is the performance that is just very compelling. Yeah. Uh, he plays uh, a conservative, yes. Trump-supporting... Right, he's got a Trump hat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a black Vietnam vet, and yeah. uh, and he's... The only one, he, I think. The only Trump supporter. Oh, <laughs> they make that joke in the in the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, you were the one, and you were the one in that rally video. Yeah, they make that joke. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. Um, you should stop giving away spoilers, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, he go go ahead because he's he's a very important part of the movie. Obviously, he is uh, suffering from PTSD. Yes. Um, he's, he sees ghosts at night. He is just, it is just a astounding and powerful performance. Yeah. He gets, he gets a little bit of a monologue at the end and he's talking so fast and saying such big things. I don't even, I want to watch it again just for that speech because yeah. I don't even know what he was saying, but it was important. Right. I can tell. <laughs> Spike says it was important. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he is still, uh, Vietnam has changed and yet these guys go back and in some ways it's the same and it's, you know, if you've been through a trauma like that, it, you you wonder what it would be like as American soldiers to go back into a place where, you know, your friends were killed and 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 by the uh, the opposing army, and uh, you had you know the the war was such a horrible thing, and so many atrocities on both sides and and he is not past that at all you can see in his dealings with certain characters that we won't explain any further but he's still angry and he to me seems like he doesn't want to be there and on some level yeah he he needs to be so conflicted And, and was was he talked into it i can't remember Seems like he may have been just talking. He may have been, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas the other guys are more uh, comrades in arms and reliving better better times. 
you know, uh, maybe even humorous moments or, you know, just it's... just the things that old army or, or Marine buddies uh, relive, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they're not all that funny except to the guys who lived through them. You know? Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure where I was going with that except that it's hard to explain if you've not been in the service for one thing. Uh, it there's a camaraderie there that that overcomes everything else, or, right? Or right. it can. It doesn't for everybody, but right. It can. No, for sure. But living through something horrible like that, these guys are like, okay, well, kind of forgive and forget as far as the people there go. He's not like that. No, he he's, hasn't he's still holding something in there. He hasn't forgot at all. No, and, and of course and, uh, the PSTD. So, right, yeah. There's, but, but it goes beyond that. It goes beyond the PSTD yeah. or PTSD. Yeah. Uh, like in the again, very early in the film, so I don't feel like it's ru- uh, ruining anything. But there's a couple of old Viet Cong gentlemen who buy the soldiers drinks right. and he won't lift the glass right. to, to exactly. say thank you. Like, exactly. The other guys are like, lift your glass, Paul. And he's like, no. Yeah. It's like, lift your glass. You know, and it's just like, there, there's a lot in his mind yeah. that never yeah. got sorted he's out. He's a very and, complicated character. And that, that character, he, that actor portrays that complication so good. Yeah. Uh, yep. So convincing and compelling and frightening, and you don't know what to think of this guy. You feel bad for him. You feel happy for him at times. You feel like you like you understand why he's this way. You yeah. also feel like you can't imagine how he turned out this way, and he's just so very powerful yeah like, it is a great performance yeah it really is and also you know he doesn't overdo it really uh he uh there are some lighter moments for him in this film some not not as many as for the other guys but some where you see his humanity and he, uh but yeah he's he's he is really good in it yeah um, the other star for me in this film is Spike Lee. I think all the other performances are g- good, if not great. Uh, aside from the actor th- that played Paul, um, yeah, they're all good or or very good. I guess I should say. Right. Right. Um, but Spike Lee has such a hand in this film, obviously. Yeah, as uh, he does in every film he makes. He right. is definitely an auteur, as they might say in my wife's French or film class. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he the way he splices. Uh, part of it felt like I was watching a Terrence Malick film with mm. all the footage of real Vietnam. That were spliced in. Yeah. Um, they're spliced in so well that it's not as if you're... It doesn't take it out of the film. It almost puts the film in reality a little bit. Yeah. yeah. To me. like It was like... It's almost too much for me. 
it. And that was one of the reasons I thought you might not like this movie yeah. is the the Vietnam footage is tough to watch. Yeah. It's all very real and yeah. it doesn't pull the camera away like no. you would in a typical Hollywood film. Right, right. Um you get to you get to see it all and some of the if if you've got a weak stomach, I would say this movie is probably not for you. And not for the Hollywoodized part, but for the realism. Yeah, in the, the, the you know footage. they show the Milai massacre, for example, uh, and those are horrifying pictures, and they're yes. and they're real, and they're real, and yeah. that's kind of why I thought that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That it felt, but that isn't actually what. Bothers me is the wrong word. It's bothers, not the right word. But it it felt like there was maybe a little much of that because the stories in in some places the stories got too many elements for me. Mm. And when you throw in the flashes and, and all of that stuff, you begin to it it feels like you almost distract from the story. But that's the way Spike Lee makes movies. And he does a good job of it. So, yeah. so I'm I'm on the fence as to whether that's great technique or not. But but Spike didn't okay. call me when he made the movie. <laughs> I would like to say I won't point out where in the film, but there is a classic Spike Lee double dolly shot, and huh. I had a big old grin on my face watching that huh. that shot because you know he how does, it's done. He does a, well because he uses that technique in almost every film yeah. and it's wonderful. Yeah. You see it in Inside Man, Black Clans Man, uh it's just he use twenty fifth hour, he uses it. It's it's a great technique and nobody uses it as good as he does. Yeah. Huh. And or as often. Right. Like that's like a trademark almost. Right. Now Dougie, what aspects of this film brought this movie down? for you well here's the thing so so tell me so i can then just rip your reasoning apart (laughs) that hurts my feelings kevin (laughs) you won't be able to rip my reasoning apart because it's really sound and it's really (laughs) superior to yours (laughs) you big spike lee fan and nothing he does is wrong and blah 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 whereas i on the other hand know his mistakes and uh, i okay. shall share them with you please do i think that he tried to put too much in the story i think he could have left some things out i don't think they served to make this story better i think the story was already very good without certain things i think the introduction of the landmine team was an interesting thing to see in the bar and to know that they were working on doing this because that's an important thing because we have landmine and not just America, but other places. We've landmined so much of the globe. We've made it incredibly. People are still killed by those things. Right. And their goal was to take them out. That's, that's an important group and is a neat thing that Spike Lee did. But then to make them a part of the story, for me, they weren't necessary at all. And then when the landmine... Oops. (laughs) There was a spoiler there. 
and it's not no, coming I out. Think, I think you stopped it. I did. Thank you. When the <laughs> landmine team shows up, you'll get a suspicion of things happening. And uh, they, to me, they're not necessary. Um, I disagree. Well, I disagree. Feel free and, to be wrong. Uh, okay. How, how is it, it advances the story? No, it doesn't advance the story. You're okay. I concede that those that that inclusion does not uh, does not advance the actual story right. along. Right. However, it offers a very valuable perspective, as you just said. Yeah, people are still killed by landmines. Yeah, and and innocent people trying to do good are still harmed by war. And yeah. I, before we go too much farther into right. that, uh, I think that's a valuable perspective of, because what you don't see in Rambo is the people fine, who are trying to- film, by the way. The people who are trying to help that get their their- their lives destroyed because of something that they had nothing to do yeah, with and true. all they were trying to do was help. Right. And so while yes, the story doesn't necessarily advance because of their inclusion, a perspective of war ongoing, even in a war that was over 40 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and is an interesting perspective. And we, I would say we, we agree on this, uh, on this point, it is an interesting perspective. It was an interesting thing to include. I think, in my mind, it's the way they were included in the story, and and to say more would really give it away. So sure. we'll let our uh, listeners yeah. decide. Okay. And Fair. it's not it's not terrible. It just doesn't work for me. Okay. Then uh, let's see what else. The whole gold story. Makes it too Indiana Jones-ish for me. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to find it. Uh, uh, <laughs> almost gave another part away. They're trying to find this big box of gold that they buried. And they're trying to find Storm and Norman, both. And they know where it is. Somehow they've been given uh, coordinates or something. And they're trying to find it. And then... Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler alert because it's <laughs> our opener that they do f- find it. And then they, they find gold. Right. Yes. And then they try to pack it out. I can, this is I just this is not, so I know I know what you're going to say and I get it. You know, do you never get stuck on things because this yeah. is, I got stuck on this. A gold And bar, I'm stuck on this part of your review. I a, <laughs> <laughs> It's because it's so accurate, huh? So yeah, a gold bar, a gold bar weighs twenty-seven. A standard gold bar, which is what I believe these were, even the smaller ones are really heavy. Gold is a very heavy metal, and so to pack out, to back to pack out ten gold bars is adding two hundred and seventy pounds to a pack that's already full. With 70-plus-year-old men, right? And yes, they and they do not seem to be in particularly good shape. It's not like they all got in big shape for this 
big adventures, big Indiana Jones. Uh, and it was a whole lot more than 10 bars. So you put 20 bars in there, you're talking, what, 540 pounds? Nobody's carrying that out of the jungle. So, so that kind of thing, and we've <laughs> laughed about this many times because, you know, and and I know your brother's going to get a big kick out of this because oh yes because and I know about the ice horse and all that kind of stuff right so <laughs> it was the water uh, horse. yeah the water horse anyway that that kind of <laughs> they would have been lots better to locate that and ship it out somehow but that makes I guess less of a movie than they're trying to pack it out because and here's the thing. I think there was just too much in this story. It was like it was like jam packed full of little side issues and stuff, and it made it, in my mind it made it both interesting and confusing at the same time. And so I did not hate this movie at all. In fact, I kind of liked it. But but there were parts <laughs> that I'm like, I'm like, when I look at something like that, I go, oh come on, <laughs> or when they're firing their 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 weapons and and we we had this discussion at one point you can't you can't shoot a kalishnikov rifle that often without loading and uh, you know this kind of thing and, and, and yeah i get it i i'm the old guy who just finds fault with these kinds of things but you know they kind of after a while it's like oh okay so if you're trying the thing is he made a really real movie. This is about as real as it gets with these guys heading down through, it probably was Saigon, right? And they, uh, they come through and they have these, these moments of, uh, some of it was funny and some of it was, you know, some of it was heart rending and, mm -hmm. uh, they, they have all this stuff. And then the movie in my mind gets kind of, uh, I think I said it before. It gets too much Indiana Jones. Okay. For me. Now, you might be surprised at my rating when we rate it. Well, uh, maybe. I I think you have become a, a, a significantly better movie watcher in, in recognizing talent and production and well-madeness yeah uh, i know that's our that's our joke both in the family and now on the podcast right that they're uh, well made that yeah. it's well made yeah. but in reality i think you are beginning to appreciate things that maybe you don't like as much content wise but are appreciating the value of this of the craft of film yeah um i and the, i would agree the art side yeah. of film mm -hmm. um I would say I concede the gold point. Uh, I you're you're right that that thing did not take away from the film for me myself because I can enjoy a story almost like even it though it's pretty impossible, pretty egregious yeah. for something to be like right. something where they show me like and. 
to the actors' credits, when they are carrying the gold in their packs, they are struggling. You're right. They, and they are, need help with they, their packs. That's... They need help with their packs. No, you're absolutely right. You can tell right. that they have added weight. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of something like the movie. Something like that has to be really bad for me to take me out. Like uh, Six Underground. It's a silly Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix right now. <laughs> um they show a car chase. It's the beginning of the film, this huge car chase. And they show this car they're driving in just beat to crap yeah. on all sides. They smash a dumpster. And they they smash into a dumpster. They have cars crashing it over and over and over again. You see the windows break. And at the final end of the car chase, the car is in pristine condition <laughs> the windows are all there no bullet holes and it's like kevin you maybe just watched... kevin maybe they repaired the windows on the fly <laughs> maybe you've just watched. if you ever repaired a window you know car... that's not true <laughs> <laughs> you just watched 15 minutes of cars being smashed and this thing has not a scratch on it yeah and I, that will take me out of a movie where it's right. like that is so it's not so much that they that it happened it's so much that they showed us it happening yeah and then showed us something else so the gold bars didn't bother me as much because yes they were heavy but the the actors show us that it's heavy they struggle yeah they nah, need help picking i'm gonna their have packs to concede up. that back too yeah um but i would say you're right it is those packs probably weigh 50 pounds empty Add another ten gold bars, <laughs> yeah, and we're talking a lot, <laughs> too too much for someone to carry out of the jungle. Um, well, it I'll just give the you that whole point. idea of carrying them out of the jungle didn't make sense, but well, that's it. But you make a good point because the actors did make an effort to show that they were heavy. Uh, and then, uh, oh, we already talked about Lamb. And then, as far as the reloading goes. Uh, we we both made this point that like and everyone who really enjoys movies especially action movies yeah will cite the in my opinion masterpiece john wick yeah for showing him reload every 4 to 6 shots because he's a professional assassin however that movie is almost all action and yeah. shooting true if if you were to show a battle minute for minute, reloading for reloading, like John Wick does, because right. that whole thing is shooting, True. that seems more important. Right. With this movie, they're cutting to different characters. There's not shooting every minute. It's just like, I can give a movie like this a pass when it comes to showing reloading. Yeah. I think... Thank John Wick for showing us that reloading is important, especially in a high-octane action movie. Right. But something like this, that it's like, there's dialogue in between. There is different characters in different parts of the the woods that we're seeing flashed to and from. Right. The reloading in something like that is never... It would be absolutely boring if you watched every every second of that battle and i'm not and i and i agree with you and i would say uh a couple of things first of all uh thank you whoever directed uh john wick for showing that it can be done well uh 
But also, I don't think it has to be, I don't have to, I don't think you have to be counting rounds and then watching as they, uh, each player, you know, each guy loads. But for once in a while would be nice if they, True. if they're, if they're shooting along and their gun runs out of uh, bullets, for example. Because that's how you know when it's out of bullets, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, and yeah, you're, and you're, you're all, it, you are but right. But that's not really it, it's not really that huge a thing. It's just one of the things I noticed is like, wow, and they're shooting fair. an awful lot. Somebody <laughs> pointed out somebody who was actually a soldier pointed out that that's not really how they shot. That they shot in short spurts to to sure. cut down on well on a lot of things, but wasting ammunition. Uh, oh yeah, anyone who can only plays... carry so much ammunition. I've thought I've thought about that a lot. Is like these guys that go out, they're they're packing all the ammo they can pack, and they're gonna run out. And then when you run right. out of ammo, you it, it's but it's really a very minor point, and it doesn't sure. it really doesn't take away from the story. Um, huh. Well, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other, think... the other part that bothered me that we talked about uh, at one point was. Oh no! Just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Is there more to talk about here? No, I think we should, should just we get it? to rating the five bloods. Black GI, is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused. And to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Gentlemen. Welcome back to Vietnam. Look what I found. You're the man in all his glory. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. We bury it. They don't, we come back and collect. All right, Dougie. I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going with a solid five stars. That's a fair review for especially everything you've talked about. It's got so much in there. And my first instinct is, you know, when you look at the ratings, uh, if you look at... uh, I forget what's what site it is, but they have ratings and they show five, four, three, two, one, which is right. essentially our our stuff here, and uh, and if they put these little yellow bars, the little yellow bars are all over the place on that. There are people who love it, people who hate it, and people in between. And yes, I'm in between and on the high side. Uh, there are some moments of this movie which it, some of the story doesn't work for me. doesn't work for me at all. But it's an important story and a story uh, 
a story well told and a story about black soldiers in Vietnam. And, and partly, you know, we didn't talk about this, but partly about the burden those guys carried over there. Because a Absolutely. lot of times the black soldiers were put on the front lines, more right. so than white soldiers. And, and they at talk one about point, that. Yeah, and at one point they actually withdrew some of the black so, black units because their numbers were just going up. Death numbers were going up. By the end of the war, uh, about I think fifteen percent of the casualties were black, whereas wow. America was about ten percent black at the time, ten or eleven percent. But. You know, this is a whole nother subject, which we won't get in because we're just rating this movie. But it's an important movie. and Yeah, it is. And honestly, honestly, it's well done. I can't give it a five because uh, of some of the elements don't work for me. And we're and we are rating a movie after all. But That's uh, true. I can give it a four and a half. Ooh, I'm proud of you, Dougie. Thank you. It makes me happy. Yeah. I hope the check's in the mail. It is. Okay. It is. Uh, good. I'm glad you that you've made some good points and uh, yeah, great. That was a good conversation, yeah. Dougie. Yeah, I agree. All right, Dougie, let's do a segment. Sure. What do you want to do? I think we should do the one brew two, or should I say, duh, one brew two? Tonight we say duh. And that's D-A, not D-U-H. Right. Because that would be something different. (laughs) Might be more appropriate in my case, but... Okay, so, well, you have... We have... Let's do uh, war movies tonight. Oh, I was thinking we could do war, but that seems awfully uh, specific. That's pretty broad, isn't it? What if we narrow it down to Vietnam movies? Okay. Because while this movie does have some action and some shooting in it, and definitely war flashbacks, the movie itself is not, I wouldn't categorize it as a war film, something like The Patriot or Saving Private Ryan. That's true. Uh, but what if what if we focus on Vietnam movies? Okay, all right. Do you have some in mind? Well, I do, but I had one in mind that I'm not sure is a Vietnam movie. Um, I, Ernest joins the army. Is that <laughs> um, okay? Just kidding. <laughs> you just insulted all of our <laughs> listeners. You gave, all right, uh, folks. You gave to Five Bloods a. Uh, a four and a half, and then you're like, and if you love that movie, you'll love Ernest joins yeah, the army because it's a one. <laughs> so I actually have a real a real movie, and and, and that is uh, Good Morning Vietnam, which stars an incredible uh, Robin Williams as a uh, basically a, a, a soldier who or no an airman who is a well you know the movie probably oh basically he's a really funny guy but the movie is about some it's set in vietnam it's a terrible look at uh 
both sides of the coin and uh it, it it's it's an amazing movie it's one of those movies you can watch more than once it's a tremendous film it's uh it's very funny but it is also very like upsetting and yeah. heartbreaking at times yeah it uh, is great forrest whitaker performance in there yes um one of my favorite uh favorite lines in that is when the the other disc jockey if you don't know the story robin williams oh, yeah. is a soldier who's uh trying to be on the radio there and right. uh, and one of the guys in charge of the station says i know in my heart i'm funny yeah <laughs> yeah and and just a heads up he is not <laughs> but that line still makes me laugh it, it really is funny great pick dougie yeah, thanks. Uh, okay, so you, th- there are some people who may or may disagree with this pick, but I'm going based on To Five Bloods. Uh, this movie feels very different. It was made in 1978. It is a drama that deals with the soldiers who went to Vietnam and came back. It is The Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some disturbing stuff in that film. Uh Robert De Niro is incredible, but even more incredible than Bobby De Niro, in, which is surprising. But in this movie, Christopher Walken is brilliant, and Meryl Streep is uh, so young and so talented, even at that age. Uh, it's, it's a troubling story about the effects of war, um, but but I'd say that if you're a fan of the five bloods and you haven't seen the deer hunter, that'd be worth a visit in my opinion. Yeah, that that's an excellent suggestion. Um, I, my, for my second pick, uh, I'm going to break with a tradition and I'm going to recommend a section of a movie. And that is, if you <laughs> Ooh, do tell, well, it is, the movie is full metal jacket. And the section I would talk about is the section on how they train the Marines. And uh, you would never guess it to look at me now, but I was uh, a Marine. And, of course, there's no such thing as an ex-Marine. So I simplified fight all my brothers out there. But uh, people ask, you know, they want to know what the training was like. And if you watch the part of this movie towards the beginning where they're training the Marines, it is pretty close to the way it was. Really? Yeah. That part of it is about 11 weeks of terror. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm curious because there's, there seemed to have been a switch. I, 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 obvi- I did not join any of the armed forces, uh, but, I'm curious if the training today is the same as it was the training that you went through. Well, the the every uh, every soldier or marine or uh, seaman or all those guys always think they had it worse. So, but the problem is none of us know, really know what it's like now. That's my true. guess. My guess is that it's uh, it's probably still really really difficult. Uh, but it's probably not as hard because the the drill instructors now are somewhat limited in what they can do. 
So in my time, they were not limited to anything. <laughs> Such a sense of humor. <laughs> um, but okay. let me just put this word in to you that when you watch a movie like uh, The Five Bloods and you have actually been in the military, it helps to understand that camaraderie. Sure. Uh, it's 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 difficult to explain actually but it's it's real that makes sense yeah um so i was looking through a uh, a list of vietnam war movies you know to kind of get uh, an idea there are a few that popped right into my head like uh, we were soldiers with mel gibson and Ooh, sam yeah. elliott uh, that's a great movie, and it it turns out that I've seen a lot of these Vietnam War movies, uh, and a lot of them are so very good. But the one I'm actually going to recommend is is another one that isn't so much about. Um, boy, if you want a tough watch, uh, there's one out there called Casualties of War with Sean Penn and. Michael J. Fox. There's a great performance from John C. Riley, but that movie is is terribly. I mean, Vietnam was terribly disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it it really was a war like none other. Um, but the other movie I'm going to recommend is Born on the Fourth of July, starring a amazing performance from Tom Cruise, uh, who. Played, I can't remember his name. I, I dropped the list. I think it's Ron Kovic. Yes, uh, I believe so. Uh, who is one of the, who is the soldier that inspired, well, not directly, but Viet, uh, Bruce Springsteen met Ron Kovic at a, uh, at a, a vet camp, basically. And uh, it was one of the stories that inspired him to write Born in the USA. Um, although Springsteen, if you read his book, had several people he knew that went off to Vietnam. But uh, but yeah, Born in the Fourth of July is Tom Cruise playing Ron Kovic. And it's sad and heartbreaking, but it's also got a glimmer of hope. But it's often about the treatment of the Vietnam or Vietnam soldiers when they got back, how they were treated and also just the, what war can do to people besides bodily harm. You know, Ron Kovic lost both right. of his legs or at least lost use of both of his legs. I, right. I can't remember exactly. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but that movie has always kind of stuck with me. Just the power behind that story. Um, so yeah, that's that's the second one for me. Born on the Fourth of July. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of cheerful flicks for you guys there to you enjoy. Are. Yeah, if you're feeling <laughs> a little down, <laughs> if you're like, man, I'd love to see some uh, some carnage. Let's watch a couple of yeah. Vietnam movies. <laughs> I think Ernest is still available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably have to rent it for like a or penny or buy it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for a nickel. Um. All right, well, that was uh, that was good, Dougie. You got anything else to add to The Five Bloods? I do not. All right, well, thanks for tuning in. 
One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Da Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.